Chapter 12. You shook me all night long. So Tony kind of tuned out the magic speak. It wasn't his circus, and he didn't even recognize the monkeys. Unfortunately, that meant he was left to his own thoughts, which were flying even faster than their usual mile a minute. He was still pissed at Barnes. Hydra mind fuckery aside, it was his parents, goddammit. He still felt completely betrayed by Steve, hated the fact that he needed him. Then there was the crushing despair of finding out Vision had been taken, that their work could all be in vain, just to have it soar in hope with Loki's plan. It was an emotional roller coaster, to say the least, yet it was all predicated on a measure of trust in Loki of all people. That might be the scariest thought of all. He did trust Loki. Kinda. He sorta trusted Loki was going to do what he said he was going to do. He trusted that Loki wanted to kick Thanos' ass and save his brother. Now, as to what else he was looking to accomplish, well, Tony may be a bit concerned about the ramifications of Loki getting exactly what he wanted. Of course, all these thoughts were swirling around the biggest WTF of them all. Had he seriously kissed Loki? It felt like an understatement to even call it just a kiss. Had he seriously made out with Loki? It was easily in his top ten of all-time kisses. Maybe even top five. He barely trusted the guy. He was mad at him half the time. They constantly argued. But man, was it hot. But then, this was all completely pointless, wasn't it? If Loki did what he said, and please by all that is good in the universe let him do what he said, none of this would have happened. Tony wouldn't remember a thing. But Loki would. How was that going to feel? They would likely be seeing each other again. The Asgardians had been headed to Earth when they were stopped by Thanos. This plan wouldn't eliminate Thanos as a threat. It would only slow him down. So the fight was likely still coming. The plan was to cast the spell in the morning, allowing Loki the much-needed food and sleep before going. The billionaire idly debated jumping the god's bones. If he was this good at just kissing, Tony almost groaned imagining how good he might be in bed. But wouldn't that make everything more awkward for the guy in the future? Then again, what if they never got another chance? He didn't notice that people were trailing out of the room until Steve was standing in front of him. Tony, Steve said, and it grated on his nerves just hearing Roger speak his name. Can we talk alone for a minute? Yeah, no, that was not happening. What's the point, Rogers? All this is going to cease to exist. It still matters, Rogers insisted. I disagree. Let's not waste our time. Catch me in the next time loop. Tony managed something that could generously be called a smile. Steve sighed, but he nodded and left, putting his hand on Barn's shoulder as he caught up with his friend. Tony grit his teeth, willing his heart to stop pounding. Suddenly, he was alone. He looked around and, nope, not alone. At some point, Loki had sat down in the chair that Tony had previously occupied. He had his legs thrown over the arm of the chair casually and was looking at Tony contemplatively. Loki and Tony stared at each other awkwardly and silently until Tony couldn't stand it anymore. So do you want to talk about it? Tony asked, looking away in discomfort, hoping Loki would know he meant their kiss and not what just happened with Steve. When kissing a hot male supervillain was less awkward than talking about Captain America, there was a serious problem. Talk about what? Loki hedged. For a moment, Tony wondered if the god was mad at him, but then he caught the smirk on Loki's face. Touché. Yeah, me neither, Tony answered. He really didn't want to think about the fact that it was all meaningless in the end. We should go to bed. At Loki's look of startled uncertainty, Tony rambled. Not together. I mean, yes, kind of together, but only in that we are together, 
physically. I mean, that our beds are in the same room and we should go to them. Loki untangled himself from his seated position far more gracefully than he had any right to. Stupid godly reflexes. He gave Tony a searching look before shaking his head and starting to walk out the door. I do believe your brain must be in some way defective, Stark. Oh, he had no idea, Tony thought as he followed Loki to their room, his eyes definitely not on where he was walking. Tony couldn't decide if getting ready for bed tonight was more awkward or less awkward than the previous night. On the one hand, he was far more comfortable with being alone with the trickster. On the other hand, how weird was it that he was comfortable with him? How comfortable was too comfortable? Did Loki expect more kissing? Did Tony want more kissing? He was fiddling with all the items he was taking out of his pockets before placing them on the nightstand. He looked up in time to see Loki removing his long sleeve shirt jacket thing. Loki was facing him, so the scars didn't show. But Tony did get a pleased tingle at the idea that Loki was comfortable with doing so in front of him. Plus, Tony got to see his abs. They were really good ones. Leading to a trim waist, then down into those tight leather pants that clearly showed... Loki cleared his throat, causing Tony's head to snap up to his face from what he was looking at much further down. There was that eyebrow again, clearly indicating that Loki knew exactly what was going through Tony's mind. The god rolled his eyes, but the smile on his face was fond, so Tony was pretty sure he wasn't offended. At this point, Loki got into his bed, his own bed, and started to get comfortable under the covers. Well, that seemed like a clear enough sign. Tony did the same. Good night, princess. Stark called from across the room. Good night, Stark, Loki sighed. It started with a whimper. Suddenly, Tony went from dead asleep to heart-poundingly awake. No coffee necessary. He looked over at his roommate. Loki's face was in a rictus of pain. His brow was furrowed, sweat pooling in the creases. His teeth were clenched so hard, Tony's ached in sympathy. It was obvious that the god was trying desperately not to make any noise in pain. He was only allowing small grunting or whippering sounds. Loki, Tony whispered, not wanting to startle the god too much. At the sound of his name, the man's face went slack. It should have looked better, but it didn't. It wasn't relief. It was surrender. No, stop, Loki commanded, but there was no order to the tone. It may as well have been begging. Loki, wake up, Tony called in his normal voice this time. The god didn't respond. His brow started to furrow again. Tony really didn't want to have to go over and touch him again. Not like this. His hand went instinctively to cup his still bruised throat. But he couldn't just leave the man suffering. It was cruel. Finally, Loki let loose a pained shout that froze Tony's blood. He really didn't want to imagine what could possibly make a thousand-year-old god make that sound. He jumped out of bed, immediately switched on the lamp so Loki wouldn't wake in the darkness, and headed over to the other bed. Remembering how well grabbing Loki's shoulder had went last time, Tony held out his hands over the man, trying to think of where he might touch him. Tony had no idea where the idea came from. It was just some random notion in the back of his mind that he went with. He took his right hand, and he reached around to cup the back of Loki's neck, almost like Loki had grabbed him when they had kissed earlier. Loki, wake up, he said softly. Instantly, Loki's eyes flew open, and Tony was met by a fervent green gaze. Remembering the dagger at his throat last night, Tony whipped his hand away and took a step back, hands up in surrender. Loki seemed confused at first, but then he blinked a few times. Eyes scanned the room, and he let out a breath, relaxing. So, I'm going back to bed. I'm just going to leave this light on, if you don't mind. Tony backed away until the back of his knees hit the bed. 
It was likely overkill. Tony doubted the god was going to come after him at this point. But frankly, when someone is substantially stronger and not insubstantially taller than you, better be safe than sorry. Especially when he had been recently insane. Loki frowned at him, possibly wondering why Stark would allow his arms around him earlier, but didn't want to come anywhere close right now. Otherwise, the god made no motion or comment. So Tony got back into bed and pulled the sheets over his head and closed his eyes. The silence was absolutely deafening. It was like he could hear Loki's wheels turning. He turned so that he was on his side, facing the wall. He tried to clear his mind, but inevitably, the image that kept springing to mind was that of a dark cave in Afghanistan. Tony sighed, shifted so he was back to laying on his back, and pulled his covers over his chest. He looked up at the ceiling, not wanting to see what emotions were on his roommate's face. There's no way he was going right back to sleep. He may as well say what he wanted to say. I think the worst part was the lack of control. We all deal with pain. Maybe not to that extent, but it's at least intellectually familiar. But knowing you have no control over it starting or stopping, knowing that if they cared about whether you lived or died just a little less, you'd be gone in a second, I hated that. I knew they wanted me alive. They needed me. But somehow, that never stopped me from believing that every minute of pain could be my last. Drowning was the worst. They'd stick my head in a bucket of water, holding me under, and every second, I thought, yep, I'm done. This is it. But nope. I had another second to live, and then another, and another, until eventually, the idea of dying didn't sound so bad. I had nightmares almost every year afterwards for months. They pop up less frequently nowadays, but I still get a few every year. There was no sound from the other occupant in the room. No shifting of limbs, no change in breathing. Tony sensed he was awake, listening intently, but he didn't react. Tony waited for the regret to kick in. The feeling that he should have thought before he opened his mouth. The, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Surprisingly, it didn't come. He didn't know if it was because of their talk earlier, or if it because he knew, without Loki ever confirming it, that the god had gone through the same thing. He just couldn't seem to regret his words. Suddenly, he was able to breathe a bit better. He closed his eyes, listened to his heart steadily calm. He was just drifting off to sleep when Loki spoke. It was the Chitari, Thanos, Loki finally confirmed. Damn, was that pity for Loki? They were very inventive in their methods, but it wasn't the physical torture that was the worst. Thanos was able to pull all of my darkest thoughts and feed them back to me. He made sure I knew I was a monster. I knew I was alone. I initially called out for Thor. Loki's hitch laugh sounded like it was just sigh of a sob. A remnant of my childhood, perhaps. But then Thanos ensured that I knew that Thor wouldn't ever come for me. He was well rid of the changeling brother he had been saddled with. If he ever saw me again, it would be to kill me. So why not use the power that Thanos was offering? Use it to claim a throne. Maybe not the one I had wanted, but I deserved a throne. So why not Earth? Why not show Thor just how much of a monster I could be and let him feel guilt for his beloved world, knowing he could have stopped it if he'd only been strong enough to kill me sooner? Tony shivered. So there it was. It was exactly as Thor had said. Loki tried to take over Earth as revenge against him. That wasn't new information, but somehow everything felt different. It wasn't excuse. 
Loki hadn't been brainwashed. He had made the choice. But Tony could still sympathize. Tony's torture had turned him into Iron Man. He'd killed dozens of people in his escape alone. Loki hadn't escaped by fighting back. He'd escaped by giving in. And then he too had killed people. But not to become a hero. To become the monster he was so sure that he was. It wasn't the right choice. But he understood what had led to it. If his circumstances had been a bit different, what would he have done if he hadn't had Yinsen with him? There was no fooling himself anymore. Tony couldn't hate Loki. He hated what Loki had done. He still hated what had happened. But he didn't hate Loki. Loki had suffered as much as any during his invasion. Loki had been hurting. Hell, he had just tried to commit suicide. And Thanos had manipulated that. Thanos was the ultimate monster here. Maybe, just maybe, they could stop him. Save the universe. And Loki could find a bit of peace. Tony rolled over and had almost managed to fall asleep when a whispered voice came from across the room. Thank you. As they silently got dressed in the morning in the same clothes they had been wearing for several days, Tony noticed something different. Is this a formal occasion? He asked Loki as the man put on his cape for the first time since that first night. Battle isn't just about strength, Stark. How you appear to the enemy can often have a greater impact. Who's the enemy in this scenario? Aren't you just meeting with yourself? Tony asked. Of course, Loki looked at him like he was missing something huge. Tony was starting to get really familiar with that look. I haven't been sent back yet, Stark. There is every chance that we could walk out there and be faced with many people who have changed their minds after sleeping on it. Frankly, I'd be surprised if they didn't. So I likely have one more battle to wage before I can hopefully fix everything. Tony had been about to say something pithy, something to the effect of, you better fix everything. But Loki had been making minor adjustments to his armor and cape, and Tony realized how nervous the god was. They had made the decision last night, and Tony was going to stick with it. He hadn't come up with any better plans himself. So instead of saying anything that would reveal his own worries and uncertainties, he decided to go all in on the support. You'll manage. We'll win, he said with a smile and clapped his hand on Loki's shoulder companionably. Loki nodded and smiled a bit himself, but shied away from the casual touch. Tony pulled his hand back confused. As they walked to the dining room, lost in their own thoughts, Stark wondered about this latest weirdness. They had certainly had their hands all over each other yesterday, shoulders included. Tony had touched him a bit before that, but other than Loki's initiated lean on him that first day, there had been no other touching. Certainly nothing light and casual that wasn't sexual. Tony suddenly wondered just how long it had been since Loki had been with someone comfortably enough for casual touching. Likely, everything in his life for the last few years had been either solitary or violent. Knowing Thor as he did, Tony figured the guy was a hugger with everyone, but Tony sensed that Loki wasn't a particularly affectionate guy, even without out all the baggage. So had he always been this weird about touching, or just lately? Once again, Tony was struck with the knowledge that it didn't matter. He'd never get to know the guy well enough to get that answer. He wondered if the alternate version of Tony would. They were almost to the dining room when Tony realized this was their last time alone, possibly ever. Certainly that he'd ever remember. Tony suppressed the desire to grab Loki's arm and settled for just calling his name. Loki looked back at him, confused. As Tony tried to figure out just what he was going to say, the god seemed to realize what was going on and smiled thinly. 
Are you going to look for me? Tony hadn't realized what he was going to ask until it had come out of his mouth. But really, what else was new? Do you want me to? Loki asked, and it appeared like he was suppressing a smile. Jerk. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't want to be oblivious to the whole Thanos trying to take over the universe thing. And if there was no threat of Thanos, would you still want me to? Loki asked, no longer suppressing a smile. In fact, he looked surprisingly earnest. Morning, Peter called as he walked up to them. Tony didn't groan, but just barely. Morning, kid, he said instead, smiling and clapping Spider-Man on the shoulder. Good morning, little spider, Loki said, with a rather soft smile of his own. Aw, Loki liked Peter. It actually caused a little warm, bubbly feeling in his stomach. As the three of them walked into the dining room together, Tony tried not to think about what his answer to Loki's question might have been, because he really wasn't sure. Morning greetings went all around as they pulled up some more chairs to the dining table that was not big enough to accommodate the number of people they had. There was a full bagel spread with lox and cream cheese and everything. Tony strongly approved and started building the traditional lox bagel sandwich for himself. As he sprinkled capers onto his bagel, he realized that Loki hadn't moved. In fact, he was still just staring at the table with his brow furrowed. Tony laughed. You have no idea what's going on here, do you? He asked. What gave it away? Loki asked voice dripping with sarcasm. Mainly the fact that you haven't plowed through two already. Does he eat like Thor? Wanda asked with a small smile. I certainly do not, Loki answered stiffly. Even more, Tony answered at the same time. The difference isn't quantity. The difference is in manners, Loki explained, sounding every inch the prince he was. Tony realized that despite the overly flowery, outdated language, Thor didn't act nearly as royal as Loki did. He probably hadn't had the need to overcompensate. Tony passed Loki his already built sandwich as a mea culpa for laughing at him. Loki accepted it with just the barest sniff of disapproval, which of course made Tony grin. He then went to work on making his own sandwich. There were eight other people around the table, but suddenly he could feel a certain pair of eyes on him. He looked up and Natasha was staring intently at him, eyes narrowed. When they locked gazes, she turned her head to look at Loki briefly. She looked back at Tony and raised her eyebrows slightly. Shit, she had totally pegged them. Not that he was entirely surprised. It was what she was good at. He, of course, confirmed it immediately by his wide, surprised eyes, but there was only so much he could do at this point. She stayed quiet, though, merely turning back to her food now that her suspicions had been confirmed. By the time Tony had finished topping his bagel, Loki was going in for another one. He built it the same way Tony had, just for going the red onion, Philistine. This one was consumed far more readily. Loki was going for another before Tony had even gotten halfway through his own. Tony may have been slightly distracted by the lack of surprise on the faces of all who had not yet shared a meal with Loki. As the food dwindled, attention settled on the room. Tony believed Loki was right. Second thoughts were inevitable. The question was, who would start the ball rolling? I don't like this. Falcon had been relatively quiet the day before, deferring, as he usually did, to Cap. But it seemed like the man had found his voice today. No one does, Barnes agreed. I do, Loki countered with that grin of his that showed far too many teeth. Oh yes, that definitely makes me want to trust you, Barnes groaned. Is there anything I could do that would actually make you trust me? Loki asked. Probably not. We'll likely always be waiting for you to screw us over, Wilson said. Exactly. I cannot prove a negative. The only way I can prove myself is for you to trust me to do so. 
We're at an impasse, Loki said. Hey guys, I thought this was already decided, Tony cut in. The decision has been made, Steve said at the same time. Tommy grimaced at the man, but kept quiet from there. So, unless anyone has any constructive criticisms for the plan, I suggest we stop delaying. We may as well get this over with, Dr. Strange said. Everyone stayed silent, some more petulantly than others, but it seemed that no one had any counter-arguments. Loki just got up and helped himself to a fourth bagel. He remained standing as he chewed and used his free hand to gesture to the door. Shall we? he asked before finishing the bagel in two more bites. So weird, Steve said as he walked through the door. Where does he put it all? Wanda asked as she followed the captain. Loki, Tony, and Strange brought up the rear as they all went back into the entrance hall. Tony wasn't entirely sure why they all needed to be witness to this part. He just knew that no one would have been comfortable being left out. They naturally formed a semicircle, with Loki and Doctor Strange facing one another in the center. The wizard made a few hand gestures, and the pendant around his neck shifted, opening to reveal a glowing green stone. Any last words? The doc asked Loki. As my intention is to bring life and not death, last words would be inappropriate. However, he did turn to face everyone, as if to make a speech. I would just like to thank you all for listening to me, for placing what trust you could, that I could hopefully change our fates for the better. He turned a bit, making eye contact with everyone, finally settling last on Tony. Oh yeah, it was easy to forget that Loki hadn't always been in the supervillain game. He had been a prince. He had likely led warriors into battle. He was the silver tongue. All told, the man could talk. Tony could practically feel the reassurance wash over the group at large. Loki nodded and turned back to Strange. Tony watched, entranced, as Strange started making some more hand gestures. Glowing green sigils started to appear and wrap themselves around Loki's wrist. Before they could go any further, Tony realized that he actually had some last words he needed to say. Well, one. Wait, he called. Everyone turned to look at him. He grinned his embarrassment, but he needed to do this. I just needed to say, yes, he said, hoping that Loki would know what he was referring to. That Tony really did want Loki to seek him out, regardless of whatever battle needed to be waged. Loki smiled enigmatically, and Tony's stomach may have flipped. Remember, keep the time you want to visit firmly in your head. Do not waver your attention in the slightest, Dr. Strange said. Loki nodded firmly. Strange waved his hands, and the world went green.